Welcome to our community. This is Aratova Best. Last part of Basi Lagani, Tashin Chaf Base. Where does it take us all? We've been talking about Menucha, about peace, about, about Hashem not being able to be uprooted and that very deep peace that we will, we will really go anywhere and do anything to experience that peace, even for a moment. And, and the true peace is Atmos Mohus. And it really comes through Shabbos, it, to a certain extent. Shabbos is the the time that introduces peace into the world. Hashem injected menucha, peace, into Shabbos. And so when we do Shabbos, it brings peace into the world. Now, most probably, the Rebbe is going to take it to the next level because we're here, we're always looking to create Shabbos. What are we doing? We are preparing for, we're not preparing for, we are building a day. We are creating a day. We're, you know, we're the artist that's painting a, a certain day, creating. We're the, the potter that's creating a pot. The songwriter that's creating a song. The dancer, the, the dancer that's creating a dance. What is the dance, the song, the pot, the poem, the song, all of that? It's called Shabbos. Yom, it's called Yom Shakula Shabbos. It's called the day that is forever Shabbos. We are not just preparing for Geula, we're creating Geula. And Geula is the ultimate peace, Menucha. So no wonder we love pastries, etc. We have that split second of Menucha when we eat the pastry. And then at some point we, we really, we know we want the real thing. So now we're into Zion, we're just Ending, this is the end of the minor with Zion. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me. So, therefore, ah, here we go. The whole minor was building up to the treasure above that's being given to you. The Yaikara Aisha Shapaisin, the Nice in the Pide Echail, while Yadamash Echail. Boy, if I had read this paragraph first, I wouldn't have been so lost the whole time we were learning Basilagani. Okay, so just to backtrack for a second, of course, this is a very well-known thought, very famous in Basilagani, so I'm, I'm only going to spend a couple of minutes on it, that the king has a treasure. And the king never lets anybody see the treasure. The whole point of the treasure is it's a, it's not supposed to be seen by anyone, certainly not by the regular people. <coughs> a real treasure, by definition, is supposed to be there. It gives value to the kingdom and the kingship, but you never actually get to see it. In fact, the less you see it, the more valuable it is. It's not for viewing. It's for being. It's for activating. It's for empowering. It's for adding chashivas, um, importance, to the royalty. So here's the king. And he has this incredible treasure. He is the king. And his kingdom is, 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 uh, is as great as it is, partly based on this treasure that's there, 
that gives importance to his kingdom. So as we say, of course, there's no way you're ever going to be invited to the palace to see this treasure. Not for you. And one day, the king says to his ministers or whomever, bring me the treasures. Your majesty, bring you the what? Bring me the treasures. Bring me the treasure chest. But your majesty, we're not allowed, we don't even go near it. Maybe we don't even know where it is. I don't know that he says to his ministers, but the king says, maybe he goes by himself. He goes down into his basement. I don't know, maybe inside his inner chamber of inner, I guess so, inside his inner, 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 inner chamber, he pulls out the treasure chest. And when he pulls out the treasure chest, it's shocking. All of reality is based on, you don't touch the treasure chest. Okay, fine, you're the king. But the treasure chest isn't the treasure, and he opens the treasure chest. Whoa. And there it is. Now, these treasures are supposed to just be. They're just supposed to be there in the treasure chest. That's where they are active. They activate the, the, the malchus by be, sitting in the treasure chest, and he takes them out of the treasure chest. By they. That's like taking the fish out of the water. But he does it. And then he does something so shocking, you don't know what to think. He starts handing them out. Handing them out. They're not even supposed to come out of the treasure chest. And he starts handing them out. This is beyond, all of reality is now upside down. He's handing out the treasures. And who does he hand them out to? The plain people. The plain people? Yeah, the soldiers. The soldiers? He's handing out these treasures to these plain soldiers? Yeah, the foot soldiers. Why? Because he wants to win the war. And they need the treasures in their hands at this point in order to win the war. And so he has to hand them out. It's a tremendous, uh, what's the word? A tremendous desire. How do you say it in English? Shame, shaming of the treasures. But it comes to the moment at which... The war needs to be won. And there's something even more crucial than keeping the treasures in the treasure chest in purity. And what's more crucial than that is the king winning the war. And his whole being and his whole very everything is directed towards winning the war. He wants to win the war. Which war? His war! In this case, Nochem Hashem. So, I'll give you an example. You ever see that happen? What, what would that look like? Well, the year 1990, 1991, 92, did you ever stand in line outside of 770? For a long time, for hours, and then 
you were given a kuntris, a booklet, maybe sometimes a blue one, a green one, a pink one, you know, nice colors, in your hand, handed to you by the Rebbe, in your hand with a dollar. You ever get one of those? Those were the treasures. They weren't supposed to be given out. They're very holy. They're not for people like us. And they're not supposed to go through a printing press and then look a nice little pink color, especially the one for women. Nice little pink color. But they were given out to us. And all those dollars and all those brachas and all the, and that lekach and treasure chest was opened up and it was given to us. And continues to be opened and is given to us because the king wants to win the war. If he doesn't win the war, what was the whole thing for? Nothing. So Milchemus Hashem, the war of Hashem, Yilchum Milchemus Hashem, the Yenetzeach, he fights the war of Hashem. Hashem fights his own war with us as his soldiers. And he wins. Even though the bad guys are trying very hard to get rid of him, God forbid. That one's a joke. Of course they can't. But they sure give it a good try. And so in this year, as we're learning this mimer, the focus is on not so much the war, but rather the treasures that we are being given to win this war. The bad guys certainly know that the Milchemes Hashem is happening. They're fighting it. They take it seriously. We should too. Only they're angry. Because they don't, they have money, a lot of money. Oh my, do they have money. And they have power, a lot of power, or fake power. But they don't have the treasures. And they are mighty angry that they don't have the king's treasures in their hands. Even if they did, they're too sullied to be able to hold the king's treasures in their hands. So we're being told through Basi Lagani this year what these treasures are that we're being given right now as we speak. The Yaikara Aitir Shapaisim and Noislin Pikidehail that we're being told the what the what the um well what the worth is of these treasures that are being opened up and given out to the soldiers. To, and through the soldiers, uh, sorry, the ministers, the heads of the army, are then giving them out to the people of the army, to the foot soldiers. In order to understand what these treasures are, we have to understand what Orin Saif is. Because that's really what we're being given, only... It's a little intangible. So this mimer is about kind of giving us something intangible and making it tangible and understanding this is what we're being given, even if we don't quite understand what we're being given, we're being given serious power. 
The bad guys, with all their money and all their power, they don't have access to the real thing, which is the power of Arain Saif. And what is the greatness of Arain Saif Lamata Adain Tachlis? What is that? It's the revelation and the spreading out of Ein Saif and infinity, no limitations, as it comes down, Adain Tachlis. Down, 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 down. Even down in the lower worlds where it's being given to us. The Lorak big not just the great creations, not, it's not just about the greatness of all the creations, just the loss of creations, getting a sense of how Hashem's infinite light comes down, 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 down. Creating multi-plentitudes without any number. You know, when you think plentitude without any number, that's what you think of when you think of those guys and their money. Like, they just seem to have endless money that they're making from you, your tax money. By the way, their endless money partly comes from your tax money. Good luck to you. So... So, so we're talking about Ein Saif in truth coming down, 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 down and creating infinite creations. Many, many creations. And from this we understand the greatness of Hagdarashalam. Um, the gather, the the definition of lemaila maila, you know, Hashem's ain sife higher and higher and higher without any end, and lower and lower and lower with adin tachlis. Shazelin sha'arin sife hulamata hulamaila adin case. It means that arin sife is up above, up 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 without any end. Kamoshim avarba sifim shalakrizeh. Shazelin yoraisa shalamaila. That's the treasure above. And this is the Nakuda that explains in this part of the Mimer. Let's explain this part of the Mimer. Explaining that above, they open up and give out the treasures that are concealed. These treasures are even more lofty than our Ein Saif. Lamata. Adain Tachlis. Our Ein Saif. Lamata. Adain Tachlis. Which creates all of these creations in the world. Many of them fighting Hashem. Higher than that are the treasures. What outweighs what? The treasures that you are being given outweighs all of the power of all the stuff that you see happening in the world that you feel like is too big for us to conquer. The treasures outweigh the treasures that we're being given outweigh all of that. Bakavana bin Nasinus Aisus Ayade Kudechail. 
So why are the treasures being given to us by the heads of the army? To the people of the army, to the foot soldiers. Why are they being given to the, you know, army heads, to the simple foot soldiers? What do you mean? We're fighting the war. And the war needs to be won. So they give the treasures to us. So we can win the war. Why do we need to win the war? So we get goodies out of the war? Eh, who's interested in goodies anymore? Could I have my goodies with my coffee and my pastry? Who's in, nobody's interested in the goodies of the war. You know, what do you get from the war? Eh. Love by the Almanas We're not interested in the reward. Wow, if we fight the war, we're going to get booty. We're going to get rewards from the war. Eh, keep your rewards. Who needs it? Who needs your rewards? Been there, done that. Keep it for your son. You know, that's not why. For us to get rewards from the war, you know, all the, the treasures that you get from the war, Hashem is not going to, the king is not going to open up his treasure chest and give us what, give us his precious treasures so we can get some goodies from the from winning the war. No, that's not his motivation for winning the war. Eladaska invited in There's only one reason for this war and for what he gives us. He wants to win. Sheyushlam Ratanamelach, that the will of the king should be completed. Fulfilled. What is his will? Only with the winning of the war, will has, the will of the king, the desire of the king, the rasan of the king, come to fruition. What is the rasan of the king? It's the rasan of atzmas and muhus in baruchu. Hainu, meaning, as Atmos and Mahus enclose itself in the Rotten, Kafisha Kolba Atmos and Mahus. Oh my, that's a hard one. As Atmos and Mahus is enclosed in the desire that's included in Atmos and Mahus. That's what he wants. And he will stop at nothing to have that. The world is begging to be. The king wants that his very essence should permeate the whole world and become the only reality, only visible reality in the world. And the only reality that anybody craves in the world is the very essence of Hashem. And he will stop at nothing to get there. And after this desire that he has in Atmos Mahus. Then he brings it all the way down, Adin Tachlis, to the very bottom, into this physical world. Here's the end of the Mimer. <clears throat> and that's what the whole Hemshech, the Mimer, is about. At the beginning, the main Shechina, the Iker Shechina of Hashem, was down here. But then afterwards it, it left it, it went up. 
And of course, that's our invited to bring the Shekhinah that was originally here back. How do you do this? You're learning of Tyra, you're doing of mitzvahs, brings the Shekhinah back. In a way of Tzava, army. But Tzava means three things. That the doing of mitzvahs should be done in a way the way soldiers in the army do things. Tzava milash Doing mitzvahs like soldiers. Kabbalah And Tzava also means a time, limited time. So we do it like a soldier, Tzava, in the army, Kabbalah And we do it by enclosing these mitzvahs in Tyra in time and space, which that's the other meaning, a limited time, in limited time, which that's the other meaning of Tzava. You do this mitzvah then and that mitzvah then. Dafka. Uba Eifin shel his kalus. And in a way that it brings everything together, all the colors join to create one color. Sava, milash and sivyan. Sava from the word sivyan, the yaifi, a beauty. Shayudeh's kalus rebuyah government. Sava also means a beauty that's created through the bringing together of all the different colors and shades. Or a is to do it in a way of tzava, like soldiers. Tzava, limited time. And tzava, beauty, from combining all the colors. It's kalus that, who, who are we combining? What are we combining? It's kalus to kol By bringing together all the yidden, the heads, the 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 water cho- the the water carriers the the wood choppers the heads the simple the complex the tall the short the, all of them bringing them all together and bringing together all your kaifas and when we do it in this way pulling it all together focusing all of your kaifas in a laser beam way we actually are able to grasp the unity of all things called Antuchad. What is the example? What does it look like in your nefesh? Pshitis ha-nefesh and esam ha-nefesh. It's pshitus and nefesh, the simplicity of your nefesh, and the essence of your nefesh. And when we do all of this, we fulfill the rasen elyon, the will of Hashem. That he should have a dear down here, or a, he should be here fully revealed in this world. In this world, his very essence, the very essence and muhus of the king, should be revealed. Tafishi Yiskala Bekar of Mamas, as will be revealed Bekar of Mamas. The Bias Malka Mashiacha, with coming of Mashiach, Lamata Meyasarat Fachim. Amen. So I'm going to end off the, this is the end of the Mimer.
obstruction and I'm going to end it off by <coughs> saying the following. So the whole mimer is telling us, last year we learned that Hashem is fighting the war, and this year we're learning, so to speak, that Hashem is giving us the treasures we need so that the war can be won by us, through us, with us. And then the question is, and we just learned about the treasures, but where do you go to get the treasures? So it looks like these are intangible treasures. They're spiritual treasures. They're mindset treasures. So the way we get them is through the learning. Whether we recognize or not, it doesn't mean now I can say a vart. I can go to a Shabbos table and I can say the whole thing. I wrote down the notes and I can say it. That's not what's meant. But by learning this stuff, whether we recognize it or not, we become transformed. And I'm going to sum it all up by saying the following muscle that I read in a book by Mayor Abacera called The Possible Men. And he said something to the effect of a person is studying, 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 training, training, and he doesn't think that anything's happening to him over the years. He does not see any transformation in himself whatsoever. And then one day, they need somebody to crack a code on something. And he finds that he is the one who's able to crack the code and no one else. Which means he became very skilled and very wise. And he has he has skills that no one else has. And he doesn't know how he got there. And it was all those years of training that seemed to be, in his mind, he had no visible, he didn't see any visible progress. But when the moment came, he stepped up to the plate. And he had what it took and what was needed to be able to crack the code. So it looks like the treasures that are being given to us, especially this year, it's taking us through a transformation. Even if we can't repeat the words, the very process of learning it, it takes us through a transformation and we become different people. And when our moment comes, we step up to the we have what it takes, even though we did not understand when exactly we developed that ability. So, he Rutland, the war should be completely won. We should step into the Gulamitis Vashlema with Mashiach Sitkenu, complete the war of Hashem, and then move from there eternally into using all the skills that we, all the treasures that we are being empowered with now, we will then use to teach the world. As I said, learn this, Bati Lagani, Linishmas, Shermalkabas, Alexander Asher. And I'll tell you that at her Shleishin, she lived in Vancouver for the last few years, in her Shleishin, somebody said, said, now that, you know, now that we're all speaking about her and we're all acknowledging how much knowledge she had, you know, deep Hasidus, she had and sort of a deep understanding of Hasidus, he's saying, you know, Vancouver's a very conservative kind of a city, very uh, muted type of a city. And he said, we should have created a venue to showcase 
her knowledge and her ability, her teaching ability, her um, her exploration in Hasidus and her her knowledge, rather than keep her in a muted version in this city. But that's really everybody's story. And that's why we say about her, but that's everybody's story. Everybody's in a muted situation. Everybody's using a fraction of their potential. And every Jew's greatness is not being showcased. Even if they were doing the greatest shlichus, their greatness is not being showcased. It's a well-kept secret. Your own greatness that is you with the treasures in your hand is the best-kept secret. And what we will do right away when the war is completely won is take those treasures and spend infinite years teaching that stuff to the world and it will be incredibly amazing. And people won't be able to get enough of it. As it says, The occupation of the entire world will be nothing other than to know Hashem. That's all they're going to want to do. And the Yidden will be very wise because the treasures were given to you. We will have been filled with treasures and we will know great deep hidden secrets. We already do. And we will know them to the fullest of human capability and we will share them with the world that will want nothing other than to know those secrets. As it says, Venemar, as the Ramam ends with, the earth will be filled with the knowledge of God, as much as water fills the ocean bed. We look forward to that moment. It should be before this Yod Shvat, that we step into that reality forever and ever and find ourselves together in the base of Mizrishish now.